Recording. Welcome to this week's Five Strings and Random Things. This is going to be an interesting one, but before I get started, a little disclaimer. Stop recording. about to hear is my personal journey, my personal spiritual journey, and as such, I just want to make the disclaimer that I'm not trying to preach to anyone, I'm not trying to convert anyone, this is my journey. If you want to follow a similar path, great, if not, that's fine, so follow me or don't whichever way you want to go. I'm fine either way. And that's my little disclaimer. And now, on to the rest of the episode. And I hope you like what you hear. Stop recording. I believe in a nutshell, or as small of a nutshell as I can make it. I could say so much, but then if I did, this podcast would drag on forever, and I don't want to do that to you listeners. What I believe is this. We are all basically inside of us. Well, let me start by saying first, we are not our bodies. We are not the physical body with fingers, toes, eyes, ears, and a nose. (laughs) Um, What we truly, really are is energy, for lack of a better term. We are a universal energy that connects every single living creature, animal, or plant whatever has life in it has that universal energy as such these physical bodies that we wear are like suits or jackets and after a while the suit or jacket wears out and we decide that we need a new one And I know a lot of people have trouble with the idea of reincarnation, but honestly, for me, it makes sense because the way I look at it is one lifetime is not enough to learn everything that we need to know or understand. And to have it bookended by not remembering anything prior to our birth or after our death just it it doesn't rest well with me i i can't believe that that's all there is to this life is just one time around that's all there is i have to believe that we are in a process a process of learning about us about the universe and that process may take several lifetimes. 
And so I know it sounds like to some people, oh, you used to be a Christian, but you're turning your back on Christianity. No. First of all, I'm not turning my back on the Bible. I want to state that up front. I do have issues with organized religion that I'm not going to get into in this podcast, other than to say that a lot of denominations or branches of the Christian church tend to want to be exclusivistic, and as such they are not inclusive to people, whether they be disabled, poor, LGBT, what have you. Um, All they want is their core little group that they got. And it's like a spiritual clique, if you will. And that is an issue I have with organized religion as it is. Um, So that is why if you ask me if I'm religious, I'll say not so much religious, more spiritual. And I know some who hear this might disagree with me. But again, that's fine. This is my truth, my spiritual walk. And nobody has to absolutely completely agree with me. If you do, that's nice, but it's not required. That is because, because of my beliefs, I believe that the best thing we can do is love and respect all life. And by loving, I mean putting others first. And I will get into that more in, uh, <clears throat> in the next uh, segment of this episode. But putting others first giving love even when it's difficult to do that said I'm not perfect I'm I'm still at the beginning of my journey I have a long ways to go but I'm trying and giving love even when I'm not getting it in other words, if someone wants to be negative or hateful to me, I need to do my best to love them in return no matter what. So that is my beliefs in a nutshell, as I said. And that is what I try to live by. And I have a program that, uh, well, I don't want to call it a program. I guess you could call it a spiritual program. But I have a lifestyle I am trying to adopt and maintain. I say adopt because, as I said before, I'm not there yet. I haven't arrived. I don't claim to. And so it is something that I try to do. It is a meditation practice that involves eight parts to it. And so that is what I'm going to talk about next, my meditation practice. Recording. Stop recording. Recording. 
So my practice of meditation, um, it is a form of spending time in meditation, but there are also some allied practices or um, disciplines, if you will, that go along with it. These are, one, meditation on an inspirational passage, two, repetition of a mantra, otherwise known as mantra, three, slowing down, four, one-pointed attention, five, training the senses, six, putting others first, seven, spiritual fellowship, and eight, spiritual reading. Now, a couple of these are going to tie together in pretty little packages as I'll get into, but I'm going to give a brief explanation here of each one of these. First, meditation on an inspirational passage. This is where you spend a half hour meditating on a passage, say, from the Bible or some other spiritual text or even the words of a particular leader like the Buddha, Jesus, or whomever you might choose. Um, an example of this for me is... Um, the 23rd Psalm and so what I would do is as I go through the Psalm I would put a little space in between the words and I'm not thinking about what they mean I'm just reciting the words so that as I do they slowly over time enter deeper and deeper into my consciousness so as I'm meditating on the Lord's uh, on the 23rd Psalm excuse me I would say, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to do the whole passage, but you get the idea. A little slow pacing. So, you can pick just about, well, I won't say just about anything. You can pick, you know, things like I said from the Bible, from the Bhagavad Gita, which is a spiritual text that I read more about that later. Um, and I can even recommend, if anyone is interested, a book full of passages for meditating on. Another good one would be 1 Corinthians chapter 13, since I'm a firm believer in giving love in its best, purest form. So that is meditating on an inspirational passage. Number two is repetition of a mantra. Now, a lot of people today think mantras are little inspirational, uplifting affirmations like, I am enough for today, things like that. But the way I do this, the way I'm learning to do this, is you pick something like for example if you are if you do tend towards christianity repeating the name of jesus if you tend towards the hindu religion 
you can say repeat the name of Krishna you know the whole Hare Krishna Hare Rama uh, you can shorten that as I do to just Rama who is the Hindu god of eternal joy um, other people use um, things from the Jewish tradition or from the Muslim tradition there is another book I can refer you to on this on uh, it's called the Mantram Handbook and this and the book on passage meditation and the passages for meditating on all three of these books are written by Eknath Ishwaran he uh, founded a meditation center in Tamales, California and I'm using a lot of his material in my spiritual walk. Number three is slowing down. Life for a lot of us these days is like living a NASCAR race. We're driving very fast, we're driving in circles, and we're trying to get around each other without too many problems. <laughs> What we need to do is slow down because, and I don't remember who this is attributed to, I think it might be Carl Jung, I would have to look and see, but I have heard it said that a fast mind is a sick mind. If your thoughts are racing like the number two car at, at uh, the Indianapolis 500, you're not going to be able to be an effective person. So slowing down will make you more effective, more attentive, and just all around better able to help and serve and love the people around you. And so it's, it is something that we all could benefit from slowing down. Number four is one-pointed attention, something I'm still struggling with. I admit that. One-pointed attention, for example, is if you are eating a meal, like say you're eating breakfast, don't read the newspaper at the same time. Don't listen to the talk radio station. Just eat your meal, focusing completely on that. Then, when you want to pay attention to the news, Focus solely on that. Just give your attention to one thing at a time. You're better able to concentrate. Your meals will be more interesting because you're focusing on them and not on the day's news. And one-pointed attention just increases your focus Again, it's something that makes you more attentive. You know, we tend to divide our attention when we're talking to people. We're looking at our phones or thinking about what we're going to have for dinner that night. And we don't fully realize just how important whatever the person is saying to us might be because we've divided our attention. So one-pointed attention is, is something that's very important. Number five, training the senses. 
and this is going to be a challenge for a lot of people because what this amounts to is we our tendency with food for example we tend to want to go for what we want you know i want fill in the blank i want my big mac i want my taco bell burrito um whatever the case might be and without getting too preachy i'm not trying to be preachy as i said in the disclaimer if we want to eat better if we're trying to eat healthy we need to resist things like the taco bell burritos or the big macs or that humongous ice cream sundae from Ghirardelli square so training the senses you train yourself to when you're tempted because you're standing outside a bakery and you're looking in the window at the eclairs train yourself to just walk away tell yourself no i don't need that it won't benefit my body i'll feel worse after eating it and just keep doing that that's part of training the senses it also speaks to all the kind of music movies tv and whatever else we we get ourselves into including social media um if you find it's not benefiting you if it if you find it makes you more irritable or whatever then move away from it we have a tendency to want to go with what we desire what we crave and you need to train your senses so you're not giving into the cravings but you're doing what is beneficial so that you are ready bodily and mentally to serve and take care of others to love others as we should and not put ourselves up front and not put our desires up front number 6 <laughs> what a perfect segue putting others first oh boy <laughs> um we as human beings we tend to see ourselves as separate we don't think of the fact that we are all united as one deep down in in our our highest selves we are all united we are all the same universal energy but no we think of ourselves as it's just me here on my personal little island you're on your little island and sometimes we bridge the two islands other times not so much we're we're firing volleys at the other islands but we're all united and the reality is we need to love and put each other's each other first in other words if it's a choice between running to the bakery for that eclair and spending time talking to someone and listening to them share their problems with you go with the listening and sharing their problems forget the eclair because the sacrifice will be worth it you've helped them 
and by helping them, you can actually help yourself feel better too. And so that is the basic idea of putting others first. I could probably expand on it, but again, I don't want this podcast to drag any more than it might already do. Number seven, spiritual fellowship. In my case, what I would like to do, and I have done this online and I intend to do more of it in the future, is online meditation with other people who are doing the passage meditation practice that I'm doing. And, you know, maybe attending similar spiritual talks or or whatever. And just finding people that are, you know, that have their spirituality in common and spending time with them in fellowship, in reading, in meditation, whatever the case may be, just kind of, as the Bible would say, gathering together. Um, So, yeah, you know, that applies to church as well, to going to church. Uh, if, you know, if it's not necessarily a Christian denomination or Christian religion, going to a temple, things like that. And so that that's the nutshell on that. And number eight, spiritual reading. Now, for a lot of people, this would include the Bible and devotional texts related to the Bible. For me, this can include the Bible. Um, I'm reading stuff by Christian authors like Thomas Akempis. I loved reading um, the... Uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Uh, but, you know, things like St. Francis uh, and, and, and other things like that. I also like reading the Hindu text... Bhagavad Gita, which is about a war that is being fought, and one man who is refusing to fight this war. Well, this man, this is way back in ancient India, in the days of chariots and things like that, and his chariot driver reveals himself to be the Lord Krishna, and tells him that he must fight this battle. And that is because it is not just an actual war, but it is a spiritual battle with the ego, the selfish, self-willed, self-driven ego, and the higher self, the true self, that is totally divine, and that that battle must be fought. And that is... The best I can do describing the Bhagavad Gita, it is a very, very deep spiritual text and says a lot about humanity, how it is, and how it should be. So I do that. I, I read all of this stuff and, you know, just regularly keep my, my mind in the, these things that I need to learn and relearn. Oh, Augustine. That's who I was trying to think of. (laughs) St. Augustine. 
um, reading the Confessions of St. Augustine gives you a lot of insight into giving up our selfish, ego-driven selves for something higher. And <laughs> so on that spontaneous note, um, that is, those are the eight parts of my spiritual program. And they are what I try to live by. But I also have something else that I do that is intended towards helping others and not just myself. But I'll share that in just a moment. talk about next is something very significant to Zero. me, Zero seven. and that is Stop recording. the practice of Yusui Reiki. Reiki is a word that means universal energy, and as I have discussed in a prior segment in this episode, we are all that same universal energy. What Reiki allows me to do is harness that energy to help heal people and myself for that matter, but again, putting others first, I would rather use it more to heal other people. And Reiki is done by touch, and there are a set number of areas in the body that Reiki impacts and deals directly with. And once you align these parts of the body, the body is functioning better, it's healthier, and this can include uh, mental and emotional states. And I am trying to get to a point of being a licensed Reiki practitioner so that I can give Reiki to people in person or via long distance. They don't even need to be like in contact with me on FaceTime or whatever. As long as I know somebody is in need of it, I can send them Reiki via a long distance and they would receive that energy. So I'm looking at learning how to do that in the near future. And I can, uh, if anyone is interested, I can give you my social media um, links or whatever if you want to follow my my Reiki Twitter, my Reiki Facebook my Reiki Instagram I can give you the information for that and you can follow me on that journey if you were so interested But so that is a quick overview of Reiki and one of the things that I like is trying to live by the five precepts that the founder of Yusui Reiki shared. And they're, they're actually things that most people should live by. And they are just for today, do not worry. Just for today, do not anger. Honor your parents, teachers, and elders. Earn your living honestly. And show gratitude to every living creature.
creature. So that is my quick little synopsis of Reiki. I can share more information with people who are interested, but I just wanted to give that quick overview. Stop recording. another segment in this podcast, but in reviewing my outline, I discovered I pretty well covered it uh, earlier on when talking about the Passage Meditation Program, so I don't think I need to go over my spiritual reading uh, choices again, other than to reiterate, um, St. Augustine is something I've enjoyed reading and I need to read again. Um, I will say, also I forgot about another um, Hindu text, the Upanishads. That's another text I read, not only for meditating on, but for just generally building my, my spiritual walk, continuing my spiritual walk. The um, Again, the Bhagavad Gita is something that is instrumental in my spiritual walk and so many other things and I want to real quick say that um, if anyone is interested in any of these books I've mentioned and I'm going to list them real quick Passage Meditation The Mantram Handbook Bhagavad Gita, and then the one I like the most is the Bhagavad Gita for Daily Living. And all of these are written and or edited by Eknath Ishwaran. That's E-K-N-A-T-H-E-A-S-W-A-R-A-N. And if anyone wants information on those books, how to obtain them, I can you can get in contact with me. I'll send you links, whatever the case. Um, and so that is my spiritual reading in a nutshell. I'm going to combine two intended segments for this episode into one. And the first part is the spiritual reading. And now in conclusion, I just want to say again... This is my path. This is my truth and what works for me. No, it's not for everyone. But if someone wants to pick it up and follow it, that's great. If they're not ready to or they don't care to, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to get upset or bend out of shape or tell them how wrong they are because I'm not about judging another person's path. I just have my own that I'm walking and, you know, I, I may have some things I disagree with, like I said, in organized religion, but I'm not judging anyone for thinking or feeling that way. That is their path. That is the path they want to take. I am taking the path that I have chosen. And it's working for me so far. If it doesn't, well, I'll leave the path and find another. But so far, it's worked for me. My passage meditation, my Reiki, and just trying to live my life for others. 
and take care of myself so that I can live my life for others are all what's important to me. And that, in a nutshell, is my, my personal philosophy. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I, I hope that you have found it interesting and hopefully at least a little enlightening. And if you want to know more, feel free to ask me any questions. You know how to find me on social media or via texting or whatever it might be. So feel free to ask away. There's no such thing as a stupid question, only the one you don't ask. And on that note, I will leave you until next week and hope you have a great week and a great day. Stop recording.